Hey everyone, uh, Jimmy here with Spooky Appalachia. Phil is traveling today. Um, for today's live stream, I called my friend Julie here. Say hey, Julie. Hello. Um, she works at uh, St. Albans. If you've heard of it, it's a pretty famous um, haunted sanitarium. Um, how, well, Julie, do you want to talk about how you uh, got into the paranormal? Um, well, I got into the paranormal mostly throughout my life of having various experiences, um, including a place my husband and I lived in for 10 years. We had all kinds of um, weird things that would go on. Things would disappear and reappear, footsteps. Um, I actually saw my first apparition in that home. But back then, this was in like early to mid-90s. It's not like today. You didn't have a lot of um, resources that yeah. you could talk to. You really couldn't really talk to people about it because people, you know, kind of looked at you kind of askance if mm -hmm. you brought up something like that. So I remember going to the library and doing my own discreet research and learning how to deal with it. But then fast forward you know, quite a few years, I ended up in a, you know, roundabout way, ended up um, volunteering with St. Albans. Um, and that really just, before that, I was like, had started watching the paranormal shows and stuff. Um, but then actually being in that building and just some of my own experiences up there kind of just drew me in. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and I, I just, you know, it's just fascinating to have these experiences and trying to figure out what exactly is it I've experienced and what causes them. Oh, well, that you kind of led into my next question a little bit. It was, uh, how did you um, get started uh, volunteering at uh, St. Albans? Well, strangely, it wasn't the paranormal that got me volunteering at St. Albans. Um, I originally began volunteering there because I, uh, I have strange hobbies. Um, I, during the Halloween season, I like to dress up and work in haunted houses. Oh, and cool. so that's what initially got me to St. Albans is I volunteered. I was going to work one night, one night, um, but I ended up working, I think, most of that season, and, and I haven't left since. But uh, actually being a, a scare actress in a haunted house is what got me volunteering at St. Albans. How long have you been doing it? I've been there since the fall of 2014. So okay. About like eight years. Okay, yeah. about the time I moved to Redford. Yeah. I think we talked about that once. Um, I think we may have. <laughs> so, uh, can you tell us a little bit about the history of St. Albans for the folks that don't know? Okay. Um, well, St. Albans was originally built in 1892, a gentleman by the name of uh, Professor George Miles. Um, it was built as a boys' school, a preparatory. It's like a high school, but a prep private school to prepare young men from wealthy families, mostly from the South, for either going on to university or going into business. And he built it in 1892. Before he built St. Albans, um, he's a, he was a Southwest Virginia native and he graduated from University of Virginia, but he was also a, previously a professor for Emory and Henry University. Oh, cool. And he did all of that and he was only 30 years old wow. when he built St. Albans. So, wow. But he built the original school building, and it was known for not only his academics, but sports as well. 
Um, they had like one of the first like football teams and they played local college teams back in the day, like Virginia Tech, UVA. Um, they did really well. Unfortunately, at some point, um, it became like bullying. It was bullying was encouraged up there, the the I jocks think I heard versus about that. Yeah, the jocks versus like the, the more brainier kids. And of course the jocks kinda ruled the school. Yeah. Um it even spilled out into the town of Rafford. Sometimes they'd go down there and terrorize the town a little. <laughs> Actually, Grupo went down there and stole the streetcar one time and just rip-roared around. It's really fascinating. But unfortunately, it got to the point that the school, which it started out with having a wonderful reputation, it ended up not having such a good reputation because of the bullying. And eventually, it ended up shutting down in, like, 1911. Okay. And then and from that point... Um, I want to say like 1915, I believe is when Dr. King bought it. And he used to work for like Desjardins and Stanton. Um, he bought the, the facility and um, he had like the connector hall and did some refurbishing and opened it as St. Albans Sanatorium. And the story is he kept the name St. Albans because by the time he did the refurbishing and everything, and got it didn't have a lot of money, mm -hmm. and there was a whole lot of stationery left from the St. Albans School, so it was just real convenient to use that. So yeah. they just kept the name St. Albans Sanatorium, and so they opened up and started admitting their first patients in 1916. And then my and mom. Then from that, yeah, my mom was a nurse there in the 90s. Yeah. And then she moved to the uh, Radford Hospital when they moved. Um, one thing about the hospital, um, when he set it up, he tried to, um, I don't think, I think he was appalled by the conditions he saw at his previous places. Where people, there really wasn't really any treatment. You were thrown into cages. Sometimes they would even sell tickets, you know, and people could come in and have picnics, you know, and look at, you know, like they were wow. zoo animals, if you can imagine. Yeah. And he, he had a vision, which while his treatments and the treatments there may sound really barbaric today, at the time they were pretty cutting edge, but he had a vision of um, if you could bring these people in and have them in like a home type setting, that it could help them mentally, which I think he was on to something there, you know. Mm -hmm. So the, the patients there, you know, they had their own farm. They were self-sufficient. They had their own dairy. You know, anybody there that was able to get out and work, they had jobs there to, to do. Um, they would meet for dinner with, you know, in a dining hall with linen tablecloths and stuff. And, you know, his idea was to treat them kind of humanely. But at the same time, they had some interesting treatments there, which is not just, you know, for St. Albans, a lot of places did this, but they did have, um, they did things like uh, uh, electroshock therapy treatment, mm -hmm. um, hydrotherapy treatment, uh, insulin shock therapy, which is where they would like purposely put you into a um, bunch of insulin, put you oh, into wow. a coma. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people, you know, I'm sure had to have died or had some kind of ill yeah. effect from that. I I had heard, well, first I'll, I'll say uh, something I read about was, I think there was a Civil War battle up there, around in that um, area. Yeah, there was at one time the Union forces, because, you know, St. Albans sits up on, up on the bluff above the New River. Right. And 
the story goes that the Union forces were up there. Now, the town of Rafford at the time, it was a, a major, it still, it, railroad goes through there. And it was a major supply line for the, for the South. Mm-hmm. And so the Union soldiers set up on that hill and, and shelled sent artillery down there to just shut off the, you know, destroy the railroad down there and cut off that line of supply. So, yeah. And then you're very close to where, like, the um, Mary Ingalls Draper story and all that. I don't know if you're familiar with yeah. that. It's very close to where, you know, the Ingalls Ferry and all that is at. So, the whole area is pretty, you know, steep in history. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm pretty sure I have. Well, as you've seen, the uh, bridge story that I was able to find that I had heard about and went out and filmed that you know that, that wasn't documented online anywhere that was pretty cool i'd never heard that anywhere that was a good find for uh, you i was like i've never heard that uh, people seem to like that story in the the videos i did on it um yeah there's there's some really old cemeteries in radford too and ingles castle the ingles farm you know i could mm-hmm. go to all these places um oh, oh yeah Back to St. Albans. And that's just Radford. And then you think you just expand out, like, you know, like just down the road to Blacksburg. There's all kinds of, I mean, it's just the whole area is just teeming with it. Because, you know, Route 11 and 460 at one time, it was part of the Western Road. It was the the main wagon route out west. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a good supply just here locally. Oh, yeah, you can stay busy and never leave the Radford Fairlawn area for a long time, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, the next question I was going to ask you, uh, what are some of the spirits that uh, are said to haunt St. Albans? Um, we have several. Um, we honestly don't know how many we have because I think some tend to come and go. But some of the main ones that are popular that I'm sure most of your listeners have probably heard of would be, one would be um, Jacob. Jacob was um, the story of Jacob is he's a young boy who was uh, who lived there. Now we don't know, we don't think he was a um, a patient because well, a little history like a place like that, you didn't have to have mental illness to be put into a place like St. Albans historically. Right. It could, the, the cook, could just be, yeah, you, you could be beyond wanted. I guess is what. Yeah, or I mean, he, Jacob could have been, I don't know, I'm just speculating. He could have been like a situation. Maybe they just didn't, too many mouths to feed and they couldn't afford to yeah. feed him. So they would, people would drop their children off there because they knew it was a place they could, they would be safe. Right. And you know, safer, have a place to live and food. Mm-hmm. But um, Jacob, um, he's an entity who supposedly was uh, murdered. He was found um, beaten and bloodied in his bed. And the story is that there was a, um, a gentleman who was another well-known entity in the building by the name of Donald. The story is that Donald um, perhaps raped and murdered Jacob. Um, I personally don't think Donald had anything to do with it, um, simply because they were around each other a lot in that building, and I wouldn't think Jacob would stay around him. Right. Um, my theory on that is I think Donald was probably a homosexual and he was an easy scapegoat. Mm-hmm. So, but they are around, and we actually have a memorial room for Jacob, and people will bring toys and stuff in there. Um, it's very active up there. Um, I have personally witnessed a ball moving seemingly on its own up there. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, and Donald, Donald, of course, he's a character. He, he's been known to, um, you know, like, 
touch people, especially if you go in the closet in his room. He seems to be particularly about that. And then you can go upstairs in the attic, and there's Rebecca. Um, Rebecca's known. She was a patient at St. Albans. Um, we know she was pregnant. We don't know if she was pregnant when she got to St. Albans or if something happened to her there and made her that way, but we do know she was pregnant. She had her baby, and unfortunately, the, the baby was either stillborn or died shortly after. Um, Rebecca managed to hide that fact from the staff for a very short while um, and would hide the baby, supposedly, like, in the little closet in her room. And once the staff was made aware of her baby, they, of course, they took the baby, and Rebecca, who was probably already fragile anyway, and probably has more postpartum depression, maybe that just sat over the edge, and Rebecca ended up um, committing suicide there in the building. Up in, she was up in the attic. Her spirit is still mm. around there. Um, she's a very gentle spirit, sometimes very melancholy. But then the room next to hers, there is a bathroom in there. We call it the suicide yeah. bathroom. That one creeped me out the most. This is creepy in there. Yeah. <laughs> it was the most uns. I felt like that that and the bowling alley were the most unsettling places. Yeah. Yes. But we have, I believe, it's three confirmed suicides in that oh, suicide wow. bathroom. And then you can go down. You talk about the bowling alley. Well, the bowling alley, of course, you know that has the boiler room and yeah. all that down in that same general area. Well, down there, of course, I'm sure everybody's sort of smoky in the boiler room. Mm-hmm. Um, he, <laughs> yeah, he's, um, I don't know if he used to work there or what, but um, every once in a while, you can be in other parts of the building and smell smoky. It'll smell legit like someone just fired a cigarette up, like, right beside you. And there's, like, there's no logical explanation for the cigarette smell. And people but leave a lot cigarettes of are, down there, the boiling room. And what have you heard <laughs> yeah, of red eyes? So leave him cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. And have you heard of red eyes in the bowling alley? I've heard a lot about that. I've heard of red eyes. Matter of fact, red eyes is the first entity I heard about up there. But I've never, I've never, I've never personally seen red eyes. I thought I did one night, but it turned out not to be red eyes. It turned out to be one of the security lights, a little red light on it. But it gave me a start there for a minute. I come out of the I come out of the boiler room in that hallway, and it was dark, and I seen this red, and I thought, oh no, there's red eyes, but it wasn't. And I was able to debunk that, but I've yeah. never seen red eyes. Red eyes has never shown himself to me. I, I mean, I guess I should be glad because yeah. I hear he's frightened. <laughs> but yeah, but um, also down, there was a gentleman in one of those little restrooms down right outside of the boiler room. His name, oddly enough, he identified as John, which always amused me. He was John in the John. <laughs> he used to get, like, really sweet with some of the women down there. Um, some of the other entities, let me see, let me think. Um, those are all the John. ones that I've heard of. Yeah, but I'll tell you, there, there are so many there and so much that comes and goes out of there. Um there's no really people ask me they'll say well you know what's the most um like haunted area or something and i'm like there's really no particular most haunted i mean anywhere to anywhere in that building anytime any place you can have an experience some mm -hmm. of my creepiest have been 
in the middle of the day, broad daylight like this, and I'm yeah. just sweeping a floor or something, you know? <laughs> right. I can't remember the, uh, if you remember, my uh, flashlight was working perfectly. We went, I think it was somewhere in the basement. It was working perfectly, just just gone. And then we left the room, and it just flickered back on. I, I, it was somewhere in the basement. I don't remember where. Where were we at down there? Were we in, um... We might have been around electroshock therapy area. Yeah, I, want to say I think so. I believe I, it may have been the the room with the jars. It, it might have been the yeah the phlebotomy lamp perhaps. Yeah. I think we were born in that area, but I think I said well, welcome to St. Albans. That's very <laughs> common. Yeah. That was probably one of my first experiences there. My very first night working in a haunted house. I was standing there and I kind of found a little. I'm I'm down. I was down around out inside the dragon room and the padded room. And the, really the only place I could get a signal was at the bottom of that staircase. Mm. So I found a second to try to message my family, let them know I'm there and I'm okay. And I did my thing and I heard this sigh, something like, just a loud sigh right beside me. And my battery went from like 89 down to like 7. Wow. It was gone. Yeah. And I was like, it's like, well, I hope the message went out. <laughs> But it's something, it's like something sighed really loudly in my ear. And I'm yeah. down there in the dark. I had never done anything like that. I'm like, I don't know about this. <laughs> well, we've got some questions in the YouTube, and I'll get to you guys. But I feel like my next question um, kind of leads into some of those. My next question was, I, I know you've had some experiences. Would you mind talking about some of the experiences you had? There, there was a couple really good ones you told us on the on the tours as well. Okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the one that the chief told me before that you, that you liked the most. Yeah. Um, this is my first one. I was first up there, and like I said, I was working a haunted house. And my set, I was upstairs in the second floor hallway. And people would come down the hallway, and I'd pop out of a room. There was a little patient room there, and had a big hole in the door, and it was like perfect for me, like. You know, stick my head. If you can imagine, I'm like done up like some kind of something straight out of hell. And I'd stick my head through that door, blah, you know, and then, you know, and then really scare them because then I'd pull my head out and fling the door open, chase them down the hall, and lead them off to where they need to. Then my partner's at the end, he'd lead them off where they need to go down the stairs. Right. So that's your little step. So um, one of my daughters, she was supposed to come to the haunted house. And she had just started dating somebody new. I'd never met him. And she was telling me that, you know, he had been kind of talking smack. You know, he's one of those, that stuff don't scare him, you know. So she's like, Mama, you got to scare him. So I'm like, I'll do my best. So they come, it's Halloween night. And they come about 30 minutes before closing. Now, that weekend, it was rainy and cold and damp. So everybody's coming in. Everybody's got hats on. It's dark and... So I hear, I'm standing there, and I hear a group coming, and I'm waiting, and I hear my daughter giggling. So I, I was like, oh, here they come. So I'm looking, at, I'm in this room, and I'm looking out this hole, and I see two young men go by, and I see my daughter, Heather, and then another girl behind her. So I stick my head out the hole, and I do, ah, you know, I do my thing, <laughs> and I come running out. I go around my daughter and her friend, this other young lady, because my focus is on the two guys. I don't yeah. know which one's her boyfriend, but one of them is, and I'm going to scare one of the other. <laughs> which I did, I will say, sorry, I'm going to put him out there. He did kind of screech like a little girl run back. <laughs> so, 
floor. So I, I run out and I, I run around the girls and I did my thing and they go down the hall and around the side and I went down to my partner down at the end because now everybody there's they go out in the hall down the stairwell to go downstairs to the next level. And I introduced, I says to this guy I'm working with, I said, see that girl there? That's my daughter. I says, not the one the very back, the next one, the one that's laughing like a fool, right? I said, it's my daughter. So I turn and go back down the hallway. My girl comes back around me and she hugs me and she's laughing. She's like, you got him, mama. Well, that girl was still behind her. So I wait, I'm like, hi, I'm Heather's mom. And they leave. But the girl, the girl, let me tell you, this girl, she looked like she was bored to death. If you can imagine the average middle school girl, hoodie on, pouty. She didn't look like she was having a good time, but whatever. So when I got to talk to my daughter about them coming, it was like Sunday. And so I was like, did y'all like it? Did you have a good time? And I says, this girl, I said, she didn't like she was having fun. Did she have any fun at all? She looked bored. And I was like, what girl? I said, I guess it was the other guy's girlfriend. I don't know. And she's like, Mom, there wasn't nobody else with us. Uh. And I'm like, don't you be lying to me. Don't lie to me because I'm in that building, you know. And she's like, no. Well, it was just the three of them. But I know darn good and well. There was, but the thing is, it stayed with my daughter. Wherever she walked, this girl was behind her. Uh. But she never saw her. But she's just as real as anybody else. But when I was talking about it, she said, well, no, the only people I saw besides me and the two guys, she says, was you, Mom? She says, the guy and the other lady at the end of the hall he was working with. And I'm like, what lady at the end of the hall? Oh. She saw a lady in a nurse's uniform, which had nothing to do with what our hunt. So we both saw somebody that looked legit, real, 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 but we the only people that saw. Yeah. And that's the one that gets me, because that's the one that makes me question any group that comes through when I'm working a haunted house, okay, I see five people. Is it really five people? Or is it like two or three and a couple lagging along? You never yeah. know. You never know. But, but she was just as real as anybody. Um, also, that same season, standing in that same doorway, there was a, a patient room across the hall, and I saw about a foot off the ground come out of the doorway. It looked like a... Um, like a child's Fourth of July sparkler around like, but it, it was putting off its own light and it floated out of this room, kind of hovered there in the hallway and then shot off down the hallway. And I'm, I felt like I was in an M&M's commercial. You know, they do exist. I think <laughs> I think that was an orb. I swear. Yeah, I, I think that they, they've got a lot of names like Spook Light, Orb, uh, Willow of the Wisp. So that's cool. I don't know what it was, but it was fascinating. And um, but I've I've been touched there in that building numerous times. Um, I've had little pebbles thrown at me. Was getting ready for an event, and it was you know middle of the day like this, and I'm upstairs out inside the rocker room area. If you know what I'm talking about, there I had cleaned the rocker room and was sweeping out there. And I got to this little area, there's like the, um, you head down the stairway and there's a little door there behind me. I don't think it had been open since probably 90 something when the building shut down. But I opened it up and I cleaned it out and I pulled the door shut again and I'm sweeping up and right behind me, something knocked on that darn door. Hmm. I about jumped out of my skin. So I was like, well, okay, I'm up here by myself. I'm gonna ignore it. 
So I keep doing my thing. I'm just trying to hurry now. And then I start hearing, because if you imagine outside the rocker room, to each side, you've got hallway going. So now, as I'm finishing up up there, I would hear like little knocks come from each, you know, on a door from this way, and then maybe a knock on a door down the other hallway. And there's nobody there but me. And then I'm hearing footsteps above me, and I thought, well, I wonder if it's in the attic. And then it dawned on me, the attic does not extend over top of that area because it's over top of the King Center, mm -hmm. which does encompass that. So I finished up, and I was gathering my stuff, and then a little pebble hit the wall beside my head and pinged down. So I don't know. I think they were playing with me, but I got out of there because I was by myself. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, you need to say that for the paying guests because I'm not <laughs> Those are but, really yeah, great. But yeah, I've been touched. Um, um, definitely like the first year I was there, it was something. Every time I'd get around like the boiler room area down in that, or it would like my hair, something would want to like touch and rub my head all the time. Hmm. Um, I'm not sure what that was. Um, I actually got my first, what I consider class A EVP down in the boiler room. I was trying to talk to Smokey. Oh. And I was like, and I got a, I was like, are you here, Smokey? And I, and I got a clear no. And I'm like, can you come out? And then I heard a go. And the young man I was with, he kind of went on around. So I didn't want to be by myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I went to go around with him. And it felt just like someone took their hand and put it on top of my head and, like, pressed down to stop me. And as that happened, I started, I opened my mouth to tell the young guy, you know, something just pushed on my head, and at that same time, he starts jumping around, and he said, you know, come running out of that corner, he said he heard something growling at him. Wow. So, yeah, and then late at night, I'm listening to, because I had my recorder going, I'm listening to it, and I hear the, the no and the go, and then um, I hear, you know, me telling this guy that something's touched me, and him something to growl, but what, we, what I didn't hear then, but is on my recording is, a male voice on get back boy Ooh. yeah so i sent that to him i said you did hear something he was telling you to get out to get back which just so that kind of stuff just kind yeah. of reeled me in and i have left st Albans since so yeah did you did you save those evps you still i have do them? have them mm -hmm. so maybe when i go back to do a story on these i could uh i could maybe i would love to let the... somebody hear it Absolutely. Sure. Maybe we can play them uh, with the stories when I when I do them. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. I that think. would be cool. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Do you want to um, go to some of the questions in the YouTube chat? Sure. Sure. I think we're a little all, close to halfway on my questions. We'll we'll go through theirs. Um, the first one is. Have there been any bad experiences noted? with spirits from St. Albans. This is from J.D. French. He's one of my Patreons. Um, has there been any bad experiences? Bad experiences with the spirits there? I've never heard of anything. Have you? Um, I've never heard anything. I mean, of course, a lot of people have a lot of tales. Um, I mean, I've had things that it's freaked me out, but I've never heard anything, like, really drastically bad. There's anything really drastically bad. I wouldn't go in there because yeah, I ain't playing I, with anything bad. <laughs> I think they play it yeah. up on TV for those ghost hunting shows a lot. Um, I, I've seen... Yeah, and you have to remember those shows, they are shows, and they're yeah. about getting ratings. And, yeah, so. and, and people on the shows talk about getting sick. and I, 
I've never heard of that there. Um, I think some people have claimed, you know, that maybe they'll feel a little nauseous or something. Now, sometimes I'll, I'll have like ear ringing, but you know, some things are so, it could be anything. So, yeah. I mean, you know. Okay. But I've never personally had anything too horrible that. Well, that's good. All right. Do you want me to go ahead and read the next one? Sure. This is from Alexander Designs. Um, being around so much paranormal activity, do you think you grow a perception of things around you? I believe that's as far as paranormal. So, I'm sorry. Can you, can you repeat that? Okay. He's, he asked, being around so much paranormal activity... Do you think you kind of grow a perception for those kinds of things around you, being around it so much? Um, I do think that the more you expose yourself and immerse yourself in it, the more open you might become to it. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, next question, Linda Anderson says, Hello, yes, are all the spirits in that in the place what is this word b-e-n-i-g-n what, what is are that? they benign oh benign um, <laughs> um i think now i don't have a lot of bad experiences in it i personally since as being a volunteer as long as i have and i've just kind of sat back and just watched and witnessed a lot of investigating and stuff and my personal opinion is I think you come look, you'll find what you come looking for. If you come up in there looking for like negative and nasty, well, they might, they might give it to you. Yeah. But generally, I don't go looking for that. And so I tend to not experience that. But um, I don't know. Maybe it's subjective. I don't know. I mean, I, I do know that some of them can be um, helpful um, and friendly. Like, like during haunted house season, we, we definitely get help from the, uh, yeah, the spirits there energy there get some charged up um, yeah <coughs> sorry she had a second question which um i know this one um has any ghost hunter type groups ever come and done paranormal work there it happens all the time all the time all the time it's all the it's, time yeah st albans has been on several tv shows that i've seen um the uh, Wraith Chasers have several shows, and they've been there. Um, yeah, they've been up quite a few times, the Wraith Chasers. Have you <laughs> met them? That was actually going to be one of my questions. Like the, I have met them. I've met oh. them. They're, they're both really nice guys. Um, yeah, I've met. Um, that's one of the, the, the quirks of, you know, one of the benefits of being a, a volunteer at, at such a great place like St. Albans. I have had the, the, the pleasure of meeting some really, really cool people. That's awesome. um, yeah, I've met um, Nick Groff. Nick Groff tour came oh, up cool. a few years back. Um, him and Katrina with Paranormal Lockdown were there, so I got That's to meet cool. both of them. That whole group was just fantastic. Uh, John Zappas was with them, so I got to meet him as well. Um, funny guy, I'm telling you, he's, he's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> we had, had a good time talking with him. Let's see. I met Dustin Perry. Um, I was trying to think who else. I don't know. Quite I know Destination Fear Group has been there uh, a couple times. I really like them. Dakota yeah. and um, all of them. Have you met them? 
I don't. I haven't had the pleasure oh. of meeting them yet. I might have no, to uh, like get you to get me some autographs or something. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> that was actually going to. Gonna... Sometime you'll have to come to an event sometime when they're there. Oh yeah. Get you. Get you. Um, the the wraith chasers were there. I, I don't know. I think it was around the time my daughter was born. If you remember that, they were just there yeah. a couple months ago, or what is it? Just a month ago, maybe. I yeah. Believe. Yeah, I think they were there. Maybe with the dinner with the ghost. Were they? Yeah, there, something maybe? like that. I saw it advertised on Twitter. But that's yeah, we really have awesome. all kinds of uh, fun events up there at, at St. Albans. And then you can do, I believe you can do your own investigations, too. They they allow that. You which, can. You can. You can rent. Um, you can do, like, an overnight private. Or you can do, like, they have, like, a 36-hour. Usually people come in on Friday and, like, Friday evening. And, and they have the whole building until, like, Sunday morning. Um, yeah, we have teams coming in and do that all the time. Mm -hmm. Um they have all kinds of interesting experiences in there when they do that. But, yeah, you can do that. And we also have, um, even for people who maybe might not be interested in the paranormal, we have um, once a month they have, like, a history tour, which is just the history of the building itself is just is just fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, the lady who gives the tours, Tracy, she just, she's like, if she don't know it, then it's not there to be known about St. Albans yeah. history. She's well, always I thought, you, about I thought it. you did a really good job with it, too. <laughs> Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, I, I like to give the, like, I think it was the flashlight tour. Yeah. That's what I gave when you were there. Yep. So, yeah, we have the flashlight tours, which are always fun. And they're they're um, reasonably priced, too. I think it was, like, 15 bucks. That's that's a really good like, deal. Yeah. It's not bad. Just just bring your, wear sensible shoes and bring you a flashlight. Yeah. And, and it is cold in there. It is really cold. Um, yeah, there are some areas that, especially in the wintertime, I mean, it, it can be very, very cold. Like the um, the isolation wing, it stays frigid over there all mm -hmm. the time, I don't know. And then and, and conversely, in the summertime, there are areas that are very hot, like the attic. But yeah, it's it's chilly, even in the mm -hmm. summertime, like the, the boiler room area, um, electroshock therapy. They're, they're like below ground, so yeah. they stay pretty damp and chilly yeah. a lot. Um. Next question we had. I hope I didn't lose it. <laughs> the chat's just going and going. Um, let's see. We did Linda Anderson's last. Okay. Ah, Dark Maiden asks, has anything ever followed you home from St. Albans? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Oh. Um, uh, yeah, and I believe something followed my husband home once. But... Um, yeah, fortunately, was like we had to take some measures and get, get them out of there. But, yeah, sometimes things will follow you home, especially if you're not super careful about, um, you know, cleansing yourself before you leave. Yeah, okay. yeah something followed my husband home. He, he brought me something. I was at St. Albans, and he brought something to me. Just walked in, dropped it off, and left, mm -hmm. and that quick something. We believe it followed him home. But, um, yeah, you'd see, like, like little... Little shadows dart now, corner of your Ooh. eye. They kind of come around him. So yeah, had to have a little cleansing done and a little hmm. kicking out done. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care where you go, but you can stay here. But yeah, that that's a legit, um, that's a legit thing. I mean, they can follow you home if they want. 
wonder if anybody... Fortunately, I think it's only been like twice, so... Oh, okay. So in, in like eight years, that's not too bad, I don't No, guess. that's not too bad. Um, <laughs> somebody asked, uh, what was the, fa the your favorite experience... Oh, Katie asks, being around paranormal activity so much, do you have a favorite encounter that you've had there? My favorite encounter? Oh, oh gosh, I don't know. Let me think a second. Um... Oh, I don't know, probably during a Paranormal Restore event, and I actually wasn't working the event, I was there as a guest with a ticket, I was there with a group, and it was a lady with me, her name's Scarlett, and we had, like, that was the most amazing night, we had, like, in Jacob's room, I feel like Jacob was drawn to her, to this lady, because she's very motherly anyway, and I really feel like it's something about her that things are drawn to her so if you're on investigation and she's around you're gonna probably have some kind of experience because she's like you know yeah but we were in jacob's room and we were sitting in the floor and we pretend like we was gonna you know roll the ball back and forth to each other um i think up in there was my favorite because i we actually both saw a ball move so mm -hmm. i know you've been in jacob's room you know yeah. how the floor slants well it, yeah. it moved it moved up slant oh it wow. moved up. so um and I don't know, probably nobody believe that. We hurled at each other, and we was like, you know, nobody ever believe it, but it happened. But that was that was one of my favorite that just being in that room because just the whole vibe was really nice. Mm -hmm. But um, I was trying to think of, I really don't know. Um, I was trying to think of one that would be like my favorite, probably. I don't know. I guess kind of my favorite, even though it's probably my scariest, would have to be up in the hallway, seeing the girl that wasn't oh, there, apparently. That was my favorite, because I thought it was funny, but yeah, it's pretty creepy, too. <laughs> and I'm definitely gonna, I'm gonna definitely write that one up for the site sometime soon. Well, I've got, I've got several stories um, people have sent. Um, just you know, I put them out once a week. There, there's a bunch of them. People have sent in. They're like, "When are you gonna put it out?" I need to get those out first, but I, I definitely plan to get to yours soon too. Um, I will say, probably my least favorite area in the building because it makes me feel the most uncomfortable would be the uh, um, electroshock therapy area. That whole area down there, especially during mm -hmm. investigations. There are people in there, like, in the electroshock treatment room investigating and actively, like, really stirring things up. It gets, like, a, it's um, a really bad feeling down there, in my opinion, to me. Um, I swear I've heard a scream come from down there before. Um, I, I don't know. I think, I guess it was just so much energy of what went on down there. I don't know. But it, it's, like, you, to me, it's just very full of, um, I don't know, heavy energy down there. Okay. It would be if I had a least favorite. That would be my least favorite area. That kind of goes with this next question. Linda Anderson asks, um, or uh, well, she, she says, when I was at the old state mental institution in our area, which became offices, when I had to go there, I was overcome with great sadness that comes with uh, mental illness. Have you ever felt this? Oh, she says we, we kind of answered her question already. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can definitely, I've definitely felt like sadness up around Rebecca's room sometimes. 
much. I can really feel like I, like I feel I really felt down. I that too, sad. yeah. It was weird. Yeah, there and just feel like you want to cry for like, yeah. it's like what on earth is going on? Yeah. I, and I'm, I'm assuming it's Rebecca's energy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so that definitely goes along with what she was asking. Okay, well, I can get to back to my questions, and I'll keep an eye out for more. I had a couple more. Let's see. We, I asked you what kinds of experiences. Uh, what what's Have you heard of any really good experiences that other people have had there? Um, Anything well, really there was good? The one I told you, uh, there's the one I told you about my daughter. That was kind of a, a shared experience, but yet yeah. different, if you know. Um, one other, one other I know for sure is, um, a girl, a woman I went to high school with, we went to elementary all through high school. Um, she showed up at one of their, um, public investigations one night and I get there and, you know, the coordinators are like, you know, she wants to know, she, she wanted me to be, stay with her because she wasn't real comfortable about going out. She'd never done anything like mm -hmm. this and she wasn't real comfortable. So Instead of leading the group, I just went with another group so I can stick around with her. So we're going around out through there, and we are in the um, over there in the isolation area outside the little morgue. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's where we were at, and we were having a spirit box session. Now this girl, she's she's an African American. Mm -hmm. And she, we, now it was still daylight, it hadn't gotten dark yet, and she was kind of skeptical at first, but something about down in there, and she got this look on her face, and she said, she says, I believe it's real. She said something flipped her hair and made her hair move. Wow. And um, she said, the way she said it was, I have black girl hair, it don't just move like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the way she put it. Yeah. Um, so, but that right there, I mean, whatever it was, I mean, because she went from, okay, this is kind of fun, a little creepy, to, okay, something just messed with my hair. And we, we left the area. I'm like, well, let's leave the area. Um, I have, um, and then, of course, um, there was one guy one night during an investigation. I don't know his name because he come into a public investigation. But for whatever reason, I don't think any of the entities in that building liked this man. I don't know what they were seeing on this man, hmm. but everywhere he went, he was picked at. First thing I heard about him, again, outside the morgue area. So they had a spirit, we had a spirit box session. And they was just talking, getting all kinds of responses. And then this man come into the area and he walked in down there and I was like, and it's perfect timing because we're getting all kinds of responses. It was, you could hear crickets chirping. Wouldn't say anything while he was there. So he goes to leave, and as soon as he leaves from the spirit box, said, that guy's an asshole. <laughs> that guy's an asshole. Wow. And he had on, he had on, you know, it said, I don't remember what it was, it said something about his hat. But throughout the rest of the night, because, you know, this, this public, um, investigations is broke up into five sections and you rotate around throughout the night everywhere we rent things were like picking at him and it was saying things about him and i'm like there must be something wrong with that man because that's the only time i have ever seen like the whole building i think he ended up leaving early i don't even think he stayed hmm. for the whole night he left wow. but um but i did see i did see one man i'm pretty sure become a believer go from a total this is bull you know what mm -hmm. to 
Um, and again, it was during a public investigation. And that night, I wasn't out in the building. I was working hospitality, so I'm up in the office area. The group come in, they're registering, and you could hear this man. He was very loud and vocal with, um, oh, this is, I, I don't believe in any of this stuff. I'm going to be looking to see where y'all got stuff tricks, you know. Only reason I'm here is because of my wife, blah, blah. Well, St. Albans, sometimes those spirits will heal people like that, and that's generally the ones they'll go after. They'll make a believer out of you. And I, I think it happened to this gentleman because they came back from the first, the first session. He was still talking big. The second session, he was still talking a little big, and his wife was like, you going to say that even after those weird pictures we got? But she has some interesting pictures. Hmm. Third session, he come in the door from the docks. He had that thousand-yard stare. I thought, uh-oh, something happened to him. I, to this day, I do not know what happened to him, but they left. Something happened to him, and his wife come in, and she's like, where'd he go? And I'm like, he, he went into the restroom. And he just, she went and got him some coffee, and he just kind of stood there, like, staring, like, I don't know what happened to him, and I oh. didn't get an opportunity to ask, but they left. And to this day, I wish I knew what happened to that man, because right. he went from talking big to he didn't have nothing to say, and he looked like something really scared him, and they got out. Wow. So, yeah, I would yeah. love to hear that. Yeah, so if he's out there, please let us know what happened to you. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it'd be interesting if uh, this will be up on YouTube and podcasts uh, later for people to uh, listen to again. If uh, anybody's been there and had any experiences, let us know. We'd love to hear them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, is... we'd love to hear the experiences of everybody. But yeah. that's one that I, I didn't ever, I didn't get to hear what happened to him. But obviously something, it was obviously something happened to him. Um, well, he was ready to leave. He, he yeah. wasn't joking anymore. He didn't think it was funny, and he was ready to go. And the next thing I knew, they were gone. So. Uh, well, the next question I have, some of these we've gone through talking, but uh, let's see. And if anybody else has any questions, you know, may, let us know. But we're almost at the end of mine. Um, okay. Have you had any other cool experiences that weren't at St. Albans? I think you've mentioned that before. Uh, yeah, I've, I've, had a, I've had a couple. Um, one of the most recent was at a place called Bel Air House. I don't know if you've heard of Bel Air House, but it's in Bel Air, Ohio. It was a family home that's got quite a fascinating history to it. Um, we was there back last fall and had the opportunity to uh, stay the night there, myself and my two daughters. Um, we definitely want to go back. I'm going to say it was very intriguing. We all we all witnessed disembodied voices. We had experience of disembodied voices. Um, we had gone upstairs in the house and at the end of the hallway outside of one of the bedrooms. And I know I heard somebody coming up the stairs. And there shouldn't be nobody in the house but us. Right. <laughs> so I turned. There was nobody there. We were talking, you know, and just, you know, kind of getting the layout of the place. And heard a shh. Something shushed us bigger than day. I mean, I was like, did y'all hear that? Something just shushed us. And we had like a really strange experience in another one of the rooms there. We were getting a lot of um, a lot of responses with the uh, um, spirit box in one of the bedrooms. There's a room up there. It's got a dollhouse and like a lot of doll, creepy dolls on the mantle and everything. Ugh. But then later that evening, we were 
one of the rooms upstairs is a door and it looks like a closet but when you open it it's literally it's actually the stairway up to the attic the attic of this place is interesting i'm just gonna say if you ever get a chance to go you need to check this place out but we've been all around through the house and i thought well i'll stick my spirit box in this little landing inside this door right here that goes up to the attic well, as soon as I sat it down and stepped back and started asking questions, the whole thing went totally quiet. But you could still, now mine's an SB11, so it's got mm -hmm. the two. You could still see the stuff, the light's going, it's doing. But it was like the mute was hit. I thought, okay, maybe I hit the mute button. Got it going, set it back, and it kept doing it. So I finally, it's like, I said, you know, maybe, that's joking. And I said, well, maybe, maybe they're playing with it up there. And I was like, hey, can you turn that back on? And clear as day, a man's voice come out of that attic and went, no. Oh. Well, I probably did like two leaps across the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, now my, my, then my daughters, they heard like a woman's voice up in that upstairs hallway. They huh. they had their experience with that. Another, and, kept, you know, it killed my battery. So it was like 1130 at night. We're trying to find a Kroger or somewhere. We went to a Kroger to get some. I was like, oh, let's go get some new batteries. But all the batteries just dying. And I just want to side note, the battery that quit working and wouldn't work there, when I got back home, was working fine. Yeah, that's how it was with my flashlight. I think they got tired of hearing the spirit box going. That's my theory. Oh, I think baby. they got tired of hearing it. <laughs> they had enough of it. Ah, those things are but, noisy. And then another place, we were at um, the uh, old West Virginia state pen in, oh. in Millensville, West Virginia. Yeah. Have you been there? No, I've had mm -hmm. a, several people tell me they've been there. You gotta go check that. And when you go, plan a trip to Bel Air because it's only like ten minutes. It's across oh, the really? river in Ohio. Yeah, they are like ten minutes away from each other. Now we haven't got to investigate the prison yet, but mm -hmm. we just went kind of on a history tour. Mm -hmm. And one of my daughters and we both think what I believe was a phantom smell. And it was in an area out inside of a cell that belonged to one of the um, prison gang leaders. His name was, what was his name, Red or something like that? So heard, we go in I think in it there. is Red. I think I've heard of that. Yes. And um, so the group had kind of went on ahead. We were in the back. And um, the tour guide had said that, had warned people if we went into this part, that, that a lot of times even during the history tour, because they don't really cover paranormal on a history tour, that people have experiences and it scares them when they leave, so they've just kind of warning people. And of course, now my daughters and I were like, hey, yeah, do it, you know? So we go in and um, we're outside this cell and it smelled just like pee, like really strong, like a urinal, real bad, dirty uh -huh. urinal pee smell. To the point I look and I'm like, ooh, did somebody like, and I'll, I'll turn to my daughter, I said, you smell that? And she's like, yeah, we're looking. And then just as quick as it showed up, it was gone. Now, you know that smell is strong. It don't just disappear. Yeah. But it suddenly showed up, and then it was gone. So I think we have phantom smell there. Wow. But uh, well, we definitely want to go and investigate that place, because it was creepy, creepy in broad daylight mm -hmm. doing a history tour. That's so cool. Yeah, I definitely yeah, want to so go there one day. So it's, it's like up at the top of West Virginia, I believe, I think. Well, like... Yeah, you're right there at, um, you got a high on the other side of the river, and then you're not far from Pennsylvania. So, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty good little spot there. Yeah. Um, and another um, interesting experience, um, this is in a private, undisclosed personal home. Oh, okay. 
This <laughs> this is not one anybody can go to, but okay. I was profiting and babysitting for someone in their personal home. And I had kind of picked up on a girl there before. Didn't think too much about it. So we go to bed that night. All the kids are in the bed with me. There's two kids. And I fall asleep, and the blind is up on the window. So it's nighttime. There's TV on. You got this reflection. You can see the whole room. I open my eyes, and I look, and I see this girl leaning down and looking Ooh. at one of the children in the bed with me. Well, I got up, and I was like, <laughs> you know. And then I spoke with someone else, and I said, okay, we was going to talk about this girl upstairs, because there was a girl upstairs. I, I legit thought there was somebody in the house. And so I flip around. Of course, there's nobody there. Mm-hmm. But I know I saw this girl in that house. And I think I've heard her a couple of times. But, I mean, it's just one of those that's intriguing, and I, I would – Part of me would love to investigate this home, but mm-hmm. the other part's like it's not a good idea to investigate right. personal homes like that because yeah, they're not—they might... don't have any trouble, so don't start yeah, any. Yeah, stirred. Uh, yeah, I've heard <laughs> if investigations can stir stuff up. Um, we've got another question. Uh, Linda Anderson asks, "How do you protect yourself before going into a haunted place, and what method do you use to cleanse yourself after when you leave?" Okay, well, well, like cleansing and grounding, I guess it's, it's a lot of a lot of it's based on your own personal belief system. Mm-hmm. I'm coming from a, a a Christian point of view, so I always um, I always pray and I ask mm-hmm. for my um, my spirit guides and angels to surround and protect me and mm-hmm. keep me safe from anything that is harmful or intends to harm me, and to just offer me guidance and protection. Mm-hmm. Um, and before I leave, uh, I, uh, it's kind of a reverse prayer. And thank you for protecting me and making sure nothing follows me. And I always do say, I'm leaving. You can't come with me. Right. So you have to stay here. That's the one I hear about um, the most. I always do. And, and the times I, the one time I didn't, I think something followed me home. And, of course, my husband didn't know to do that. And I'm pretty right. sure something followed him home from up there. But um, I did have one night I was leaving from an event. And I don't know if it was just... If it was my imagination or what, but it was in the middle of summer. It was hot, really, really hot. And it had been like an all-day event. We had speakers all day, followed up with an investigation. It went well into the night. And so the time I was finally leaving, I remember I went to open my car door, and it felt like it had been running with the air conditioner on because this cold air just come out of there. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm tired. I'm ready to go home. So I plop in there anyway, and I start driving. And I felt like there was something in my backseat. And I'm Ooh. like, I, I don't know. So I turn around, and I park it, and I go in there. They ended up bringing somebody brought sage out and smudged inside of that car because I'm like, I, I will walk home. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, I felt I had this strong, but I don't know. I just... I think it's important just follow your gut instinct sometimes in this field. Right. And that was my gut instinct that mm-hmm. I wasn't alone in that car and I should have been. But I still don't know why it felt so cold because it should have been hotter than you know what. Yeah. And that car shut up all day. But, mm. but yeah, but as far as like, you know, when you leave, it, it is good to, you know, just, just pray. Now, I mean, other belief systems have their different ways of doing it. But that's what I, that's what I do. So I hope that answers your question, Linda. Thanks. Um, I had one more for you. Then um, 
if I don't see anything else come through in the next minute, I guess we'll wrap it up. I need to get back upstairs and help up with the kids. Um, <laughs> yeah. Nope, no, nothing. Okay. So what advice would you give to anyone who is thinking about um, investigating at St. Albans or a place like it? I would say, um, first off, forget anything and everything you read or seen on YouTube because some of it may or may not be accurate. Because right. I mean, I do. I have people come ask me about things. I'm like, I, I've never heard of it. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, come in there with an open mind. Um, and and if you don't have equipment, that's okay because your most your best piece of equipment is yourself. You can literally go and sit. And a dark space in there go find you a dark room have a seat say look i'm here if you want to come and be, it, just open yourself up to it mm -hmm. and if you go in there and investigate i would highly highly recommend this spot most people don't investigate at and they really should the hallway in the king center and then that second floor right above it hallway that's where i've had like some of my most interesting that's where i saw the the girl that really wasn't there that's where i saw the orb um, that's where I've had little pebbles thrown at me. Mm. People tend to do the attic and all the hot spots, but keep in mind, there are a lot of rooms, there are corridors, really anywhere. Kind of expand out inside of the um, most commonly known areas of the building, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Right. Yeah, always check the places, you you know, you see the, everybody going to the bowling alley, the boiler room, the suicide bathroom on TV, but check the other places too. Check those hallways out. Absolutely. Those hallways are creepy as heck. They Especially really are. In the basement. It, it, you can't oh, yeah. even see the person in front of you. Yeah, it's so dark. Okay, I'll tell you, the, the, before I went up there, I, I was uncomfortable in basements, and I didn't like dark, confined spaces. And I guess you can say St. Albans was like immersion therapy. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... One of the first things I worked a zombie game up there. We dress up like zombies and people come oh, in. I it's heard a zombie that. game. Well, next time we have one, you'll have to come and try. You, you'll, it's fun. So the first year I did it, it was a Christmas themed one, and I was dressed up like I was a like a zombie mail carrier, <laughs> and I was down in that long dark hallway. You know what I'm talking about the mm -hmm. connector hall that's underground. Mm -hmm. That is the most pitch blackest place I I think outside of a cave I've ever been in. Well, that's where they stuck me. And mm. I was up and down that hall all night in the dark, just kind of feeling my way. And I swear, you know, you think you hear people walking behind you and everything oh. in there. It's a very creepy place. Yeah, definitely. And something else I would I would suggest too, if you come and you investigate, and you're, if you'd like, say, doing an EVP session or a spirit box session, um, come prepared with a list of unusual questions. Because a lot of people come and they ask the same questions over and over and over. Right. Imagine you're going to be there and you've done had like a thousand people ask that same question, you know, like, this one makes me shudder. Do you know you're dead? I mean, those kind of things. Uh, yeah. You may or may not get a response to that, but come up with something off the wall, like pop up with, what's your favorite ice cream flavor or just something strange like that. Right. Keep in mind, it used to be a boys school. Sometimes people... They go after the investigating from the hospital standpoint. But keep in mind, it was a boys' school, too, and especially areas like, say, the Dragon Room area. 
you go down there and ask questions like, what's your favorite school subject or things about school? I don't get a response for stuff like that. I don't get a response for anything else, but I'll get a response mm -hmm. asking about school things. I might so, have to try that next time I'm there. Yeah. So just kind of expand outside from the norm. And, you know, kind of keep in mind, thousands and thousands of people come through there, and a lot of them will ask the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you'll get an answer, and sometimes I think they're probably bored. They get tired. Yeah, exactly. They'll get tired. I know I would be. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and just bring an open mind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We've got, we'll do one last question, and then we'll wrap it up here. Um, Linda Anderson asks you, can you rid yourself from hangers on easily? Like, uh, I guess a spirit that attaches to you. Um, I don't know. I would say it might de depend on what's attached to you. I've been fortunate where I was able to fairly easily shake off what was around, but, um, I try not to, um, put myself at too much risk. Because I don't, you know, I really don't know. I mean, we really don't know what you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. You just know there's things going on. I don't know who they are, what they are, what their intentions are. So I think it's just best to try to um, avoid having a hanger on. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but I think it would just really depend on the hanger, the particular hanger on, as to how hard or because some of the some of the spirits in that building, some are are more like stronger and more, you know, it can do more things than others and some might not be as strong. So it might just really depend. I really, yeah. I don't, I don't know if that answers your is. question, but it, it would just depend. Oh, we have, uh, if anybody's heard of Real Appalachia, they just dropped in the, uh, the chat yeah. there. That really cool YouTube travel show. I really enjoy that. Hey, Real Appalachia. Glad to see Hello. you here. Pretty, I know all kinds of people that watch that one. That one's yeah, really that's cool. good. I watch them. Oh, that's cool. They yeah. dropped in on ours. That's uh, that's so cool. Well, hey, that, that's awesome. Yay. <laughs> well, I think that wraps up all my questions. Did anything yeah. else you want to say, Linda? I mean, Juliet, <laughs> I was looking over at the... Yeah, I, I was reading off the chat. Sorry, Julie. <laughs> okay. Um, by the way, lots of good questions, Linda. Put a shout out to Linda there. Um, yeah, thanks, Linda. Uh, nothing I can think of. Um, I don't know. You got any other? Is there any stories that? Because I mean, I don't know. I have all kinds of stories. I could probably sit here from now to Christmas and tell stories. Is there any you remember in particular from your tour that? No, there was one other from the tour. Well, there was that funny one with the uh, the 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 non paranormal one. If you do, you know which one I'm talking about. The one that. Scared the heck out of you, the 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 creature. Oh, uh, the red eyes. No, the uh, the Look. slithery one, the real life one. Oh, that one was a yeah, good one. Yeah. yeah, um, I was trying to remember which one. Wait a minute, I, I don't remember that one. Which one? The snake. Oh, the snake. Oh dear God. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Okay. It was a group coming in to do a private investigation. And part of your private investigation is you get a tour. And so we're out there giving a tour and we get out to where the purple room is and we go up the stairs, which leads to where the classroom and the cage is. And right at the top of the stairs, there's a room there. Well, I'm sitting there on the floor, just hey, everybody was a black snake. <laughs> that 
that yeah, they, 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 they're very, they're coming over in that area of the building. Um, I, I've learned when you go out in the cage, I always kind of look up, make sure there's like none hanging up there. Oh, in the cage. Back. That would freak yeah. me out of the cage because it, you know, they I've can easily get it. I've seen one up there before, and I always look because I tell you what, I will fall over dead and start haunting <laughs> that place myself if a snake falls on me. That's yeah, that's that's it. I'm scared to death of snakes. I had a incident when I was a kid where a copperhead almost bit me, and my dad came and saved me. Uh, and uh, I've been scared to death of snakes ever since. But we also have bats that that get in the building, yeah. and um. You know, they don't bother anything. Um, I got a couple real quick funny stories about bats. I was leading a group. I was leading a group through there one night and going from one, it's a public thing, going from one spot to the other. And somebody, one of the volunteers upstairs, like, there's a bat flying around. So we're on the grand staircase. So I stop and I turn around and I'm like, okay, now remember they said we have some wildlife in there. There's a bat up there. So no matter what you do, do not, do not put your flashlight up. Keep your flashlight down, because if you punch your flashlight up, it's going to draw the bats. Remember, do not put it up. I said, don't put it up, like, multiple times. Yeah. Well, we get out there, and there's three of them this. Immediately, guess what they did? What's they put up? the flashlight up. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to say a word. When they come after you, I ain't saying a word. But another time with the bats, it was a public event, and... um. Another lady was leading the group, and it was me and another volunteer. We just kind of like like sheep herders, you know, to keep everybody rounded up. And we had seen bats in the building, and we were all like, you know, they don't bother anything. You don't have to worry. Don't worry. And we're, again, we're upstairs over top of the purple room. And there's bats flying about. And one goes flying by, and some lady's freaking. I'm like, no, don't worry about it. They won't bother you. They stay. And as I'm talking, it swooped. I swear, I think it moved the part of my hair. I, and then, of course, I'm like, ah! so I scream and I go running and hide <laughs> behind the door, like guy. And I'm like, don't run and scream like me. It doesn't do any good. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, you just gotta play it off. And yeah. I'm like, I am a professional. We were just laughing. <laughs> But we get out through there, and we go out into the cage, and as we're going back down the hallway, I'm in the very back, and I notice there's a bat cat flying up and down. Everybody, every, there's a whole line of people in front of me, all of them down duck walking. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I don't, I don't trust them bats, but no. I'm like, I, nobody's ever been bit, but it was so funny, because I'm like, it's like it said, we'll show you, you know. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, you know what they worried about, and then I'm screaming. <laughs> wow. Times. Yeah. Well, I think on that note, I think we'll uh, wrap up the stream. Um, uh, and let me say real quick, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention one of their biggest fundraisers at St. Albans is their annual haunted house. Yeah. Which will be coming this fall. It's uh, what is it? Um, haunted man on the hill, I believe. Yes. They go to the St. Albans site. And keep an eye out and watch for dates. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the haunted house. Right. Yeah. That, that's that's starting up. Uh, what? Hmm, September it starts. Usually around the end of September, um, they get started. So it, okay. real soon. They're already they're building and it's. Um, They've got signs yeah. up. And, yeah. yeah. Be sure to check it out. And Julie, thanks for coming on today and. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was a pleasure. And everybody who showed up to watch, thank you. We really appreciate oh, you. 
And uh, keep checking back the YouTube and the site for uh, new stories each week and new videos. We, we really like doing the location shooting and the um, spooky Appalachia Reacts videos. They're real fun to do. And um, if you missed part of this stream or the whole thing, it'll be up on YouTube here shortly, I imagine. And then by the end of the weekend, we'll have it up on uh, Apple and Spotify and all that. But uh, thanks, everyone. And thank you again, Julie, for your thank time. Thank you. We'll catch you, everybody later. Bye. Okay. Well... I ended the stream. Hopefully, I don't lose it. There we go. How do we do? I think it went pretty well. Yeah, I think. I, I don't know how many people. Should, I know there were people asking stuff in the chat, but um, I think it went pretty good. I enjoyed it. Did you? I think I did. I did. That's good. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. I hope I answered Linda's questions well, because, you know, like, I'm like, I, I just don't know yeah, what to tell you. Yeah, I think I mean. you did. I think it. <laughs> I think it all went great. She is awesome asking questions. She has some good ones. Awesome. Well, I guess I need to get my butt back up there and help out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. go give Mama a break. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, thanks for doing this. And then I'll, oh, no problem. at some point, I'll try to type up, you know, maybe one of these at a time. I'll send them to you to read and see what you think of them. And then we can put right, them on the site. Good. Heck, maybe I could even. And I would like to get with you and let you hear that that um. Oh, that the EBT. Do you what? Mm -hmm. What kind of format do you have that on? Is it digital or is it? Um, it's it's. I think it's it's a little digital recorder. Okay. It's an old recorder. I've had to, it's just on the recorder. I think you can like plug it in and download it onto your computer. Okay, maybe we could copy it from mm -hmm. you or something. Okay. Yeah, cool. I've been hanging on to it forever. So I had love <laughs> somebody listen to it, but yeah, let's okay. see what you think. Cool. All right. Well, I'll catch you later. All right. Thanks. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. -bye. Bye.